When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And welcome into the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler Head and Chris Clark along with you. Got a couple of guests coming up today, including head baseball coach Mark Kingston joining us at about 10.15. This is the uh, third installment of the Garnet Trust Hour. Last week we had Nate Atkins and then uh, Ayana Ackley of the tennis team was with us on uh, Thursday. So this will be more of a reoccurring thing uh, hopefully pretty consistently on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, but very, very excited to uh, have Coach Kingston on uh, coming up here in a few minutes. Yeah, should be uh, a lot of fun. Should be informative, too. So, obviously, with this hour being brought to us by Garnet Trust, giving us the ability to do this, I mean, we are going to talk, Tyler, a lot about NIL mm-hmm. on the show. It makes sense. Garnet Trust, of course, being uh, a very popular NIL vehicle, NIL collective We've seen those kind of crop up across the country. Um, it's kind of interesting when Garnet Trust was launched. It was in later in 2021, and NIL had just gone live across the country that summer. And originally in South Carolina, in the state of South Carolina, it was supposed to go live the following summer and got accelerated to where it went live. I think it was July 1st was the date. And so Garnet Trust was one of the first... I don't know, 10 or 15 NIL collectives nationally. And if you go through now, Tyler, and look uh, on three, our network on GamecockCentral.com, we're we're on the on three network, and they do a ton of coverage of NIL, which is very timely. They, of course, have NIL valuations, have the NIL 100 that kind of ranks NIL valuations for college and high school athletes, um, and a bunch of other resources. And one of the things that they do is kind of track all the collectives. And at one point recently, I tried, I tried to count them and I just kind of lost count. They have, mm-hmm. uh, is I think they have about 10 or 15 listed on each page now. And they've got nine pages just full of collectives. Jeez. And so a ton of those have popped up on three also has, you know, NIL deal tracker. They have compliance and resources. They're kind of building out really an entire business based on NIL. And it's gotten to be obviously a huge thing. So, um. Yeah, I mean, we're going we're gonna to talk about NIL a good bit on this show, and obviously the reason that we can have some of the athletes uh, that we've had on the show so far, uh, Ayana, we had Spencer on the Gamecock Central Takeover, we had Nate Adkins. I mean, those are NIL-related. And right. so it's gotten so many... A lot of the headlines, I know we've talked about this before, Tyler, a lot of the headlines have been so negative about NIL, but 
realistically, this gives athletes, you know, more opportunities and there's even more content opportunities. Sure. Uh, which is really cool with athletes. And I think it's kind of shed a light on some other sports from an NIL standpoint. A, a lot of it is going to go back to, you know, a lot of the headlines are going to go back to what we've talked about a ton, the whole Jaden Rashada, yep. Florida thing. People looking at that saying, this is crazy. We got to cap this, et cetera. The reality where the truth is, um, and broken record alert, but kind of where the truth is, is that um, most of these athletes are getting smaller opportunities if they're getting any opportunities at all. Sure. Yeah, the the good things about NF, uh, NIL are certainly going to outweigh the bad things. And I think it's interesting. You mentioned uh, NIL going live summer of 2021, right at two years ago now. The conversation when all this was coming about was, oh, you know, it's only going to be football. It's only going to be basketball. These <laughs> you know, quote unquote, non-revenue sports, the, the sports that don't give as much, get as much attention and coverage from a national perspective, aren't going to get anything, be affected at all. But, uh, you know, with uh, Ayanna Ackley coming in here on Thursday, and we'll certainly talk about it with Coach Kingston here in a couple of minutes, that's not true at all. We're seeing NIL trickle down to all sports, whether it's big ones like football and basketball or ones like baseball and tennis that aren't deemed the top revenue sports at most schools. Um, and again, like I said, it's certainly you have more positives than negatives coming away from NIL because it is uh, reaching far throughout college athletics. Yeah, it, there's been so much focus on the pay for play or how much this kid's getting or the, the whole it's going to ruin college sports thing. I feel like that's a theme, Tyler. We we hear so often X or Y is going to ruin A or B and People still seem to tune in sure. <laughs> in record numbers. Um, and that's not to say, look, th- there are certainly some things about NIL. And I'm a huge advocate for NIL in every single way, you know, for, f- especially on the athlete side, because we've gone so many years with them not being able to capitalize on that, like regular right. people, like you and I, mm-hmm. um, that something had to give. And, and the NCAA fought it so hard that I think when it went the other direction, once that pendulum swing took place, that it was kind of hard to slow down, right? So even with me having that view, just personally, uh, are there some things that need to, to change, to be reined in, um, some some more guardrails, maybe more transparency? Sure. Um, how do you do that? I mean, that's, that's the difficult part, right? Um, will there be some more changes into the future in terms of Right now, revenue sharing, for instance, is prohibited on the NIL front. Will we see some of that? I would think probably so. Um, but one of the things that you hear a lot about NIL, and I'm not begrudging anybody that has this point of view, but you hear a lot, Tyler, that, well, they get full scholarships and mm-hmm. room and board and access to a lot of great resources. And certainly the resources that collegiate athletes have nowadays especially in football, but really in a lot of the other sports, are much greater than they were 20 years ago. That's for sure. But something I'm going to ask Mark Kingston about, he's in a unique situation with baseball because they have a roster of, but I can't ever remember the number, 35, 40 guys. Mm -hmm. You don't get, it's not a head count sport. Sure. So you you can't make the argument that, well, yeah, they're coming to school, and they're making the school money with some sports or 
the schools are able to use their NIL to kind of advance their athletics programs. But in exchange for that, they get a full scholarship. In baseball, it's not the case. Right. You get 11.7 to split throughout your entire team. Will that change? Will that number change one day? I don't know. We've seen some smaller changes across the baseball landscape, for instance, with the volunteer assistant now being allowed to be a paid assistant. That's been, you know, a huge point of emphasis, but that's on the coaching side. Right. Um, you know, you've got Title IX implications anytime you change up the scholarship headcounts, of course. Um, but that makes it a very, very interesting, you know, piece of the NIL equation that I want to talk to Kingston about just to get his thoughts on is the fact that you've really got, I'm bad at math, a third of the scholarships that you need. Yes. For your entire team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, with implementing something like NAL, again, we're about two years into it. There's always unintended consequences and things that you still have to figure out. You mentioned the Jaden Rosada situation, which is going to unfortunately be used as kind of the, the, the poster for things that can go wrong with NIL. But, um, you know, it's something that will adapt over time. And it is interesting to see how things will change with these. I don't want to say smaller sports, but sports that don't get as much attention or as much coverage from that national perspective. Again, if that can lead to changing things up with the scholarships, change things up with the roster, um, you know, it's going to take some time. Obviously, it's not going to happen overnight. But like you mentioned, the thing with the volunteer coach uh, that just came to fruition pretty recently, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these sports adapt over the years as this rule, uh, you know, continues to evolve. And uh, by the way, if you got any takes or questions, comments on NIL, hit us up. Love Chevy phone line. Firehouse Subs text line, 803-404-6100. We'll have Mark Kingston on at about 10, 15 or so here in the next few minutes after we go to break. We'll have Jeremy Smith on from Garnet Trust, the Director of Operations. Maybe just do, I don't know, Tyler, what we'll settle on, a weekly check-in, yes. twice a month check-in with Jeremy, just to see what's going on from an, initi- an initiative standpoint. So if you've got your takes, text them in, Firehouse Subs, text line we do have on our live stream here on the show from jared richardson here's an interesting idea tyler that we can dig into as as the show goes on he says i only agree with nil if the student leaves earlier then they should pay the full cost of their scholarship back to the general scholarship fund it's an interesting idea but where my head goes with this i think that'd be tough um and here's one reason College tuition is very expensive nowadays. Yes. And there's no guarantee that that <laughs> player is making enough to cover that it, should he want to leave a year early so or let, two years early or whatever. Yeah, and I, and I don't know if Jared was talking about uh, maybe just the one year uh, of scholarship. But, I mean, you get into all sorts of timeline issues. You also, the fact that this is the point we made earlier, the vast, vast, vast majority, and, and this is where kind of these sensational the the NIL dollars being sensationalized and mm-hmm. not being accurate or just taking one or two guys and projecting that onto the whole ecosystem. The vast majority of guys, let's say it's forty grand a year. There aren't many guys making that or or girls. Right. There's there's just not. I mean, that would be a one percent situation. Not to mention all the other things. So sure. that that would make it pretty difficult. But I know we have to hit a break, Tyler, so we could bring in Coach Kingston. Yeah, gonna run into a timeout. Gonna get Co- Coach Kingston on the line. Talk to him on the other side. I want to thank everybody on the Firehouse Subs text line eight zero three four zero four sixty one hundred. Going to our conversation at the end of the in the bonus, the 
reason for the pink on Sunday was the play for K game in reference to KEL, the former NC State women's uh, basketball coach. That's what all the pink was for. So uh, thank you guys on the text line for pointing that out. Going to run to a break and I have Coach Kingston on the other side. You're listening to the Garnet Trust Hour with Tyler and Chris right here, 107.5 The Game. Broadcasting live from the Herndon Chevrolet Studios, this is 107.5 The Game. Discover Herndon Certified. Herndon Chevrolet's premier used car warranty. Shop with complete confidence knowing Herndon Chevrolet has got you covered. Stop by or shop online today and see why Herndon Chevrolet makes you smile. The Extra Point with Tyler Head and Gamecock Central on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Back in on the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler and Chris along with you. We now head out to the Love Chevrolet phone lines and welcome in head baseball coach for the Gamecocks, Mark Kingston. Coach, thank you so much for joining us for the Garnet Trust Hour and happy opening week. I know there's nobody more excited than you to finally get on the field and start playing some games this weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. We're anxious to get playing some baseball. I think the weather should be fairly decent, so we're all very excited. Everybody's worked hard for a long long period of time to to get prepared for this weekend and and start the season. Coach, uh, Chris Clark here. Thanks again for joining us uh, on short notice, too. I know you were just on with Jay and Terry yesterday, but you – you contacted us and said, hey, can I please come back on the show again for the second day in a row? I know you can't get enough of the radio, uh, but but thanks for joining us again. Seriously, want to take it in a little different direction, obviously, today. Um, you know, talk about the NIL front, because I know it's becoming, it's obviously been a huge part of college athletics, but it's a big part of, um, you know, college baseball as well. It's kind of increasing. So I want to talk about some of those trend lines that you have seen. Um, obviously, Tyler and I were talking earlier, NIL's been around, it's been live since the summer of 2021, but what has been different or the biggest surprise maybe about the NIL, I guess, ecosystem for you uh, since NIL launched? You know, did you have any maybe preconceived notions about what it would be and, and what it's been since then? Well, the first thing I would say is I think it's, it's very fair to the student athletes that they are being able to be compensated Um, look for baseball to only have 11.7 scholarships for a 35 man roster. Um, that can be another show and another topic, but baseball players have been under scholarships for a long, long time. And so in our sport, what the NIL has, has helped to do is kind of fill some of those gaps of what players have been having to pay, uh, just to go to school, just to have the right to be on a baseball team. Obviously, a lot of other sports at the NCAA level are full scholarship sports, and everybody on the team has a full scholarship. Baseball, most teams across the country have no full scholarship uh, baseball players, and a 50% scholarship in baseball is considered a very strong offer, and so half the, half the uh, cost is, is being put onto the family, and that's been done for a long, long time. So the NIL in our sport has been very effective in helping fill some of those gaps. And we all know college and tuition has gone up uh, very much over the years. And, you know, there's some schools that cost $80,000 to go to. So you offer a kid 50% scholarship, he still has to pay $40,000 to play on that baseball team. So I think for us, the NIL has allowed uh, some kids to to better afford college, maybe stay in college. Uh, I think, in our case, the NIL has, has uh, helped us 
in, in terms of the finances of where it makes it more realistic for guys to stay in college for another year um, as opposed to just saying, hey, I've got to go pro even though I don't want to or I'm not ready um, because that's where the money is. And, and so it's been very valuable in baseball, and I think it will continue to grow. I don't know that it will ever be what football and, and I would guess basketball is um, in terms of, you know, you hear, we all hear the rumors about uh, what certain players throughout college football are getting, you know, in, into the millions. And so I don't think baseball will ever get to that point, but I know there are some schools that, that are, uh, you know, providing some pretty, pretty substantial NIL figures uh, for baseball players around the country as well. Uh, Coach, you mentioned football and baseball right there. When NIL was coming about, right at two years ago, a lot of people were talking about it really only affecting those two sports, those being the ones that get the most coverage nationally. Were you expecting baseball to be affected as much as it has been, or were you surprised at all with the impact that NIL's had in the past two years on baseball? Well, I think the, the great majority of NIL in baseball has been in the, in the SEC. Um, you know, you hear, you hear about the different schools around the SEC that, that are, are very big into the NIL for baseball. And I think it's, I, I don't think you're seeing that, you know, in, in the Big Ten or maybe the ACC or the Pac-12. Uh, you know, I, I think it's mostly baseball in the SEC where you're seeing that kind of investment. And I think that's because baseball in the SEC is, is the best in the country. It has the biggest fans, the biggest venues. Uh, the most media support, the most television games. And so I think that's the reason why it's filtered into baseball pretty quickly in the SEC. Um, but I also think as the sport grows, uh, you'll start to see it in other conferences. But uh, obviously football and basketball are the big money makers throughout the country in college sports. But baseball in the SEC also makes money uh, much more so than anywhere else. Coach, one thing that Shane Beamer has talked about on the football front is you could kind of he kind of saw a uh, a switch being flipped, so to speak, in terms of, you know, there was one point where guys would come on the campus and nobody's asking about NIL opportunities. And then you fast forward a few months even, and now prospects that are visiting your campus are, you know, asking about NIL at a much higher clip. Just, hey, what kind of opportunities have your guys done? What may be available in the future if I were to attend your school? So when you're on the recruiting trail, when you're talking with prospects and your families, have you seen a big uptick in families and prospects asking about the NIL, you know, landscape? Yeah, it's a factor. There's no question. It's a factor. And that's why it's important. If you want to stay competitive nationally, that you have to be in a good place there. So uh, it is a factor with recruits. Now we recruit them much younger than, uh, than football does football. The kids generally are waiting till their senior year before they're making their final decisions in, in baseball you see ninth graders committing all the time. So the conversations are a little bit different. It's a little bit more down the line. And here's what we anticipate being there where I think football and basketball can, can say a little bit more of here's what's in the near future where there's a lot of times we're not going to coach a young man until four or five years down the road. And so you have to anticipate a little bit what may be coming down the pike, whether it's, you know, what NCAA rules may change, how your NIL is going to develop at your school. So there's a lot more, uh, a lot more gray areas, I think, in baseball. And so it's just a matter of how much do you feel like you can confidently say, um, here's what you can expect. Coach, a big thing we've been talking about for this team this upcoming season is bringing in all the transfers. And off of the answer to your last question there, you don't have to get into the specifics of it, but how much did NIL 
factor into being able to bring in a lot of these guys from all over the country to add to your roster for this spring? Well, in recruiting, we're not allowed to prom- make any promises to recruits, you know, through the transfer portal. The NIL um, by the NCAA rules is, um, you know, for your current on-campus athletes. And so we didn't use that in recruiting in terms of there, nobody came to South Carolina through the transfer portal um, because of the NIL um, promises or resources that that was not done here. The transfer portal guys here were scholarship guys or, or recruited walk-on types. Um, and they knew there could be opportunities once they got here. Um, you know, but again, no promises in, in that regard. Coach, you mentioned that 11.7 scholarship number and how much of a, you know, a challenge that's been, um, and how NIL has really kind of helped bridge that gap in some ways for guy, current guys that are able to earn some of those opportunities. Do you ever foresee a day, I know there are Title IX implications, et cetera, but do you ever foresee a day where baseball may become a headcount sport? Is there any conversations about that? Is that a possibility in the future? Well, I sure hope so. Um, again, you know, we're, our television ratings are very good. Our, our crowd support is very good. Most of the schools, especially in the SEC, turn a profit. So the fact that we only have 11.7 scholarships for 35 uh, players, it's just ridiculous. Um, and so from the coaches' side, we've been arguing to try to get more for a long, long time. And even the coaches before us, you know, were arguing for that for a long time. And so but it always comes down to the money. It always comes down to if you do this, then you have to do that. And so um, – is it possible? Yeah, I think it's possible as we move forward. But, you know, the NCAA could change things. And, and there could be, you know, everything is always on the table when it comes to growth of the sport, of the NCAA, of, of financial uh, resources. So as our sport continues to grow, I think we'll continue to push that our athletes deserve better. And hopefully someday that will come to pass. And you've talked about some of the figures that have been thrown out. We're actually talking about that right before you came on, interestingly. You know, some of the figures that have been thrown out, I think, in the media, in the football, you know, realm of things have not been quite accurate or they've been kind of outliers. Uh, Most of the NIL activity that we see, I think, is much more modest, much more realistic. But, you know, we've seen some football coaches speak out about, you know, what they think they need from a resource standpoint to kind of be competitive. You, You talked about being competitive and how most of the NIL dollars are in the SEC. Have you ever even thought about, hey, I I feel like we need X amount of dollars in our ecosystem to be competitive year in and year out, or is it more of just a generalized thing of being able to provide those opportunities uh, when they, when they come about? Well, it's, it's, I would say it's general, but you also know what, you know, and again, it's hearsay and it's rumors, but you hear what's going on at other programs and, and it's very substantial. Um, and I, I don't feel comfortable giving exact numbers out here because I'm not going to be one of those coaches that says this team's doing that or that team's doing whatever. Um, but there are substantial, there are substantial investments being made in uh, a lot of baseball programs across the country, again, especially in our league. Um, and so it's, it's a reality. It's something that, that is here to stay. And so uh, I think if you're going to remain among the elite, that's, that's just one thing you have to do. There's always been an arms race for facilities, and there's always been an arms race for a lot of you know characteristics within a program, and NIL just is now the latest. Uh, if you want to be among the best, you know that's, that's what the best are doing. They are really heavily investing in the NIL for their, for their baseball players. So, yeah, that's something we think about a lot. 
And, Coach, one more before we let you go here. Again, we're just two years into the NIL era. From your perspective, how much do you think this rule and things involved with it are going to continue to evolve as the years go by? I think they have to because we can't keep using the word hearsay and rumors forever. You know, I think it's, it needs to get to the point where, where it's, it's out in the open. It's not hidden. It's not uh, coaches being able to accuse others of doing things immorally or unethically. Or I think it's just they need to have very clear, clear-cut rules. I think it needs to be out in the open and so that everybody knows that I have the same uh, opportunities and I have the same rules and they're going to be enforced as everybody else. I still think there's a very big gray area uh, as it relates to people understanding the rules, as it relates to enforcement. So I think they need to continue to get, you know, the NCA uh, a, a good handle on where this thing's going. Coach, once again, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time this morning. Uh, you were on with us with Jay and Terry again uh, as well yesterday. Uh, one more time, good luck this weekend as you get the season started, and we'll be uh, keeping in touch with you as the uh, season goes along as well. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. That was Coach Kingston, head coach of the baseball team, as they get set to start their season coming up this Friday against UMass Lowell. First pitch for that game will be at 4 o'clock at Founders Park. Going into a timeout, Chris and I will be back on the other side. Going to be talking to Jeremy Smith in a little bit from the Garnet Trust as the Garnet Trust Hour rolls on right here on 107.5 The Game. What we're talking about on 107.5 The Game. Sponsored by Love Chevrolet. Back in on the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Tyler and Chris along with you once again. Thank you so much to Gamecocks Baseball Head Coach Mark Kingston for joining us for a few minutes there. Going to be talking to Jeremy Smith with the Garnet Trust coming up in a couple minutes, but just kind of recapping what Coach Kingston talked about there. Something that really stuck out to me was talking about the, he kind of knew that NIL was going to be a factor with SEC baseball. We know how big of a deal baseball is in this conference and the, the community fanfare around it and really made me think about other little pockets of the country and other conferences with very specific sports that are a big deal. I think about wrestling in the Big Ten. I think about ice hockey like, you know, in the the Ivy League, that kind of stuff. It was something we, we may, may not think about here, but those could certainly have big effects in terms of NIL in those little areas of the country. Yeah, and, and I thought it was really interesting. I, I'll admit, baseball recruiting, basketball recruiting, I keep up with that a lot more, you know, lightly. Right. Um, I'm more in the football recruiting world. And so I know a lot more about what the NIL ecosystem looks like there, um, you know, in terms of just some of the figures that are actually real and what's going on. As Coach Kingston said, most of the dollars have been devoted to football. We've seen a lot of men's basketball. We've seen a lot of women's basketball. We've seen some um, – kind of niche athletes like the Cavender Twins from basketball from Miami, Mm -hmm. Livy Dunn from LSU Gymnastics. We've seen some things like that. Baseball, you don't really hear a lot yet about, hey, such and such athlete is just absolutely killing it in terms of brand deals or NIL. And his point about the SEC and their kind of dominance of college baseball is very interesting. Sure, there are some other schools out there. You know, you think about uh, traditionally, you know, Texas or Cal State Fullerton or, sure. you know, Clemson's new head baseball coach from Michigan. They're really good. Louisville, there's a bunch of them I'm leaving out. 
But in general, the SEC has been really, really good in college baseball. But I thought it was interesting that his standpoint was that most of the NIL dollars have been concentrated in the SEC. Mm -hmm. And I know Coach Kingston wouldn't say this, but it kind of seemed like he feels like there has to be even a little bit more at South Carolina in Columbia because of some of the dollars that are being pumped into some of these schools. I mean, I know I've read Tennessee's baseball program, for example, um, is doing a, a good bit on the NIL front. LSU, uh, there there have been some others, but it's hyper-competitive. And so as NIL continues to get, if it does, and I think it will, as it continues to grow in the college baseball ranks, the whole thing about the rich get richer that we kept hearing in football or basketball, I get the sense, Tyler, that that could really end up being the case in college baseball. Yeah. No, especially so. And something that I think a lot of people don't think about in terms of NIL, because it's easy to, you mentioned brand deals and stuff like that. It's easy to think of it in a limited capacity of, okay, you know, Spencer Rattler doing a brand deal for a car dealership or X, Y, and Z. It can also be an aspect of here's this company that wants to sponsor the entire team and they can distribute that money evenly. So it's not just one player having a brand or doing specific deals, that kind of thing. It can be a collective. It can be a company wanting to sponsor an entire team, making sure everybody gets a share of the cut, which I feel like, and I don't have the specifics of who's doing what across the SEC, but I feel like that's a lot of things that probably go into the NIL front when it comes to baseball. Yeah, we've seen some team-wide deals, um, and, and they're not, I want to say they're easy to do, but you think about a team-wide deal on football versus baseball. Yes. A little easier from a numbers standpoint. If you're giving every kid mm-hmm. even just 500 bucks or some kind of affiliate deal, it's a lot more manageable with a 35-man roster than an 85, or if you want to do the whole football team with walk-ons, 105, 110 players. Yep. Um, also thought his point, about kind of the transparency was interesting. Shane Beamer said some similar things. I think that coaches and administrators, even some players in their families, but more on the coach administrator side, there's kind of this idea of we've got to find a way to make it more transparent, but that's also tough to do. I'm not sure if anybody knows how to accomplish that right now without putting everybody's business out in the open, so to speak, because you sure. definitely don't want that. We saw what happened, for instance, with the Jaden Rashada situation mm-hmm. and how bad that was for him and his family. Yeah, and like I asked him for that last question there, we're still so early on in the NIL area. It's something that's going to continue to evolve, continue to adapt. The rules are going to change here and there and you know, uh, probably going to see it cleaned up in a lot of aspects as the years go by. What that looks like right now, we don't know but it is kind of one of those things that's going to continue to be a work in progress as the uh, you know years go along. Going to run into another timeout, come back on the other side, and going to talk to Jeremy Smith, the Director of Operations for the Garnet Trust, to wrap up the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Live from the Herndon Chevrolet Studios, this is 107.5 The Game. A great selection of new Chevys is available now at Herndon Chevrolet. The lot is packed with inventory, and more is on the way. So shop your hometown Chevy Stop by or shop online today and see why Herndon Chevrolet makes you smile. The Extra Point with Tyler Head and Gamecock Central on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Back in on the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. 
Tyler and Chris along with you for a few more minutes wrapping up the Tuesday edition. We now head back out to the Love Chevrolet phone lines, 803-404-6100. Welcome back in the director of, director of operations for Garnet Trust, Jeremy Smith. Jeremy, thanks for joining us and for uh, making this whole hour that we've been doing for the past two weeks possible. Yeah, good morning. It's hard to believe uh, it's been, uh, we're in week two already, but uh, really looking forward to seeing what we can do with this thing. And last week's was pretty awesome, so we can keep on that momentum. Jeremy, thanks again for joining us, man, and taking the time, especially on Valentine's Day. I know you're you're probably in between stops for your wife to get Absolutely. flowers mm-hmm. and chocolate and things of that nature. So we'll let you get to your Absolutely. next stop soon for that. But we just had Mark Kingston on, and uh, I know you've done – through Garnet Trust, uh, some deals with the baseball team in the past. We'll we'll do more in the future. But he had some really interesting things to say. One of them was that the majority of the NIL dollars in college baseball have been concentrated in the SEC. And so he he didn't want to go into specifics. I know we've seen in football, we've seen several coaches, you know, Ryan Day from Ohio State, Billy Napier from Florida, and others have said, hey, we, we think we need this dollar figure to be competitive. I know that's been adjusted downward for the most part in the industry as things have kind of settled in. Coach Kingston didn't want to address that, and I don't blame him, but what do you think from a baseball standpoint, what do you think South Carolina needs to be more competitive? Because I walked away from that conversation kind of going, ah, they may still be behind you know, Tennessee, LSU, and some others from an NIL standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think uh, baseball is one of the most difficult sports um, to to coach, uh, at least. I don't know if Coach Kingston went into detail about this, but, uh, you know, they only have like 11.7 scholarships. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a 30-plus man roster. They're fighting against the draft before they come to school, while they're in the school. Now we have the transfer portal. Now we have NIL. All these types of things are working against uh, keeping a cohesive team um, for any baseball coach, and, and, and it definitely has not been easy for Coach Kingston in this new world. Uh, but with that being said, I, I do think that, and I have heard the same things he has heard, the SEC is really putting a ton of – NIL money towards baseball. Um, we definitely need to do that. As far as the specific amount that we might need to stay competitive, um, I think the jury is still out on that because we want to make sure that we're um, doing what is in the best interest of the coaching staffs on each uh, organization. But, you know, we've talked about uh, within our circles of, uh, of the folks who aren't trust, we've, we've talked about, you know, it could be somewhere between that, you know, call it thirty to $100,000 a year. Um, you know, in the whole scheme of things, that's not a ton of money from an NIL perspective, but we do know that, that you know, the $30,000 mark, it, it might just be barely enough. And I think the 100000 mark, I think, is more realistic in, in what we could u- utilize. And, again, this is going to offset a lot, of, uh, a, a lot of scholarships, and then that's what we're seeing with a lot of these other NIL collectives across the United States is they're using these as, as tools to help um, these student athletes who are coming from out of state who might be a star on the team who still have to pay twenty or thirty thousand dollars a year in tuition. So um, we're still trying to figure out what that really looks like. Every every season is different. Every roster is different. So uh, we're going to try to navigate that. But I would guess at this point, somewhere between thirty and a hundred um, is going to be able to to sustain us at least for the short term. And off of that, when you're talking about doing deals with baseball, are you looking at doing? specific players you're looking at kind of doing a deal uh at, with the team as a whole across the board kind of getting everybody in on it what what does that usually look like when when doing baseball 
Yeah, ideally it'd be awesome if we could do a, a deal with uh, the entire roster of all the sports teams, but uh, unfortunately that's unrealistic. So thus far we've primarily done specific players. Um, we've tried to uh, target the players that we feel, um, you know, uh, have the ability to fulfill whatever that deliverable might be, whether it's an on-air type of presentation, meet and greet, things to that nature, uh, or whether it be uh, participate in a charitable event uh, in and across Columbia. But yeah, all the, the deals we've done thus far have been individual. Jeremy, since you mentioned charity, I want to take a moment and let you get down into the minutia a little bit more of Garnet Trust and its foundation, the Garnet Trust Foundation. So, First of all, you know, tell people about why the foundation was established, what it's going to do, you know, kind of how those deals are structured, what athletes are doing uh, through the foundation. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think we, we started this conversation back as early as June of 2022 uh, with uh, several individuals and talked about that the NIL being such a new space, there's our, obviously a group of people who are very pro NIL. There's a People who are very anti-NIL, but ultimately we're all together big Gamecock fans. And so we're trying to find a way that we could marry uh, the, the pros and the cons together and thought that doing a, a foundation, a, a nonprofit 501c3, would allow us to, and I use this term a lot, is NIL for good. And so we've created an, an opportunity where we come alongside local charities, and we have several coming up, and I'll go through those in a second, but we utilize the student-athletes to basically come up come alongside those those nonprofits and really help um, kind of take that visibility up to a, to another level. So it's kind of an in-kind donation, if you will. We will pay the student-athletes in return. They will go and work for those charities, uh, and then we'll be able to have given them an in-kind donation. And uh, Some of those coming up are very important. Don Darby at the Therapy Place, um, it's, uh, it, they, they provide traditional and innovative therapies and recreational opportunities for children with special needs. And next Monday, we have four of the women's soccer players heading out to Camp Cole to help with a siblings fun day. Not only are the, are the issues with the, with the children that attend the therapy place, but there's also there's, there's things happen with families. I mean, there's, there's other children who might not need that attention that, you know, don't get the attention that they need from their home. So they're bringing those siblings out to do something. So they're going to be doing a lot of outdoor classes with them. And in March and April, we're going to be going in and doing what they call bridge classes with them to help with arts and crafts and, and so forth. But, um, you know, we're doing things with another entity coming up on April the 1st uh, at the State House, Pathways to Healing. Um, they, uh, the event's called Walk a Mile in Our Shoes, and Joe Dudley of South Carolina is going to be the guest speaker for that. Uh, and the student-athletes of USC are going to help promote that to try to get as many people to participate in the walk. Uh, and it's an advocacy for support for survivors of sexual abuse. So those are two of the things that we are already starting to do in the community by utilizing the student-athletes. And then, of course, we're going to continue to do wonderful things with Prisma Children's Hospital. I mean, just patient visits, doing events with them, or taking some of these patients to the games um, of their of their Gamecock heroes, if you will, um, we, we feel this is a really good part of NIL. We're giving back to the community. We're building a culture of give, of, of, of you know, philanthropy, if you will. And we're hope, our hope is that all these student-athletes leave USC, go into their new homes, and still carry this, this, uh, this opportunity to give back. And what's been the response you've seen from the community so far with getting these athletes out and involved in uh, engaging with the community through these NILs? Yeah, it, it's been amazing. I mean, some of the conversation I've had, uh, just the, the excitement that they know that having, uh, you know, a high-profile athlete attending their event 
what that's going to do for their visibility and it allowed them to bring in more funding for for future um, expansions, et cetera. Um, it's been it's been overwhelming. I, I get probably two to three emails a day from local uh, nonprofits uh, wanting to discuss how we can help them. Um, there's also been some businesses that reached out and said, hey, we'd like to come alongside you along with that uh, that charity to really continue to heighten their um, exposure to the market. So it's been, it's been unbelievable. I can't wait to see where this goes. Um, I, I just, we have such an amazing group of student athletes at the University of South Carolina. I even get them reaching out to me saying, hey, I have an idea of how we can grow this area of some of the philanthropic things that they've participated in personally. Um, so it's, it's just really exciting. I can't wait to see where this goes. One more thing for you, Jeremy, before we let you run. Got about a minute. So just briefly, obviously people can donate to the foundation on their own if they wish, or if you have a business, contact you to try to get involved. Charity, contact you to get involved. But just let's say just for the regular fans through Garnet Trust, give us the very, very quick elevator pitch, 30-second second rundown of how they can get involved in Garnet Trust in general, and then maybe some of the things that they get in return for their membership. Absolutely. So on the Garnet Trust side, we're really focused on connecting the fans with the athletes. So you can go online to garnettrust.com and you can become a member. The varying membership levels as low as $10, as high as $100 a month. And what we do is we allow for you guys to, to get closer to the, to the athletes via events uh, meet and greets, maybe some video content might get a behind the scenes peek of someone during their uh, their week in, in, in the sport that they're in, et cetera. Uh, and based on your giving level, the more access you have, the more that you give. Um, we're, we're constantly reevaluating that, trying to find the things that we can do that would be better served for the for the uh, membership members. And we're going to continue to make those even enhance those even better and do better content for them as well. But that's the best way to get involved is to go to garnetrust.com and go into the membership tab and and look at uh, ways that you can become a member and the benefits you'll get from that. Jeremy, thanks so much uh, once again for joining us. We'll continue to check in with you as the weeks go along with this Garnet Trust Hour, and thank you so much for making this possible. We are very, very excited to see uh, what uh, guests we can get in here as the uh, weeks continue to go by. Great. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right. That was Jeremy Smith, Director of Operations for Garnet Trust. That'll do it for today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour. Going to head into a timeout, come back on the other side, and get into the uh, the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. With Wes and Chris, I'm Tyler right here on 107.5 The Game.